welcome to Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our experiences of language learning with you, as well as the stories of other Australians and a few international guests who love learning, working with and communicating using other languages. I'm Beck. And I'm Penny, and we'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land of which we're recording today, the Wadarung and the Wurundjeri people, and pay our respects to Elders past and present. Beck, hello. Hello. I was <laughs> going to say you and me, Penny. <laughs> I know. I was going to say long time no see, but of course we catch up every fortnight to record these wonderful episodes. But yeah, like you right. said, tonight in this episode, it's just you and me. Yes. Very exciting. Yes, it is. And we've had so many wonderful interviews, um, I suppose, over the last few months. It's been really great to chat to all people from all walks of life and um, who love learning languages or love working with languages um, and from around the world too. Mm. And tonight, I keep saying tonight, but I should say in this episode, <laughs> we are going to talk about one of your most favourite topics. I know, Beck, are you excited? I know, I know. I love talking about movies um, and particularly international movies. Um, so I think, look, I, I could probably like give you recommendations from here to the horizon um but (laughs) I am happy in particular to be able to share with everybody on the podcast um some of the things that I've been seeing in the cinema um over the last probably year or so I guess um and also things that maybe I've been watching from from home but um yeah probably I do spend a lot of time watching watching movies in general and I particularly like watching movies in other languages do you have a go-to language like if there's something showing in a particular language do you go yep gotta see that Ooh, um no I wouldn't say I do um I think we're quite lucky in Australia at least um especially if you live in a like metropolitan city um we're pretty lucky these days um in terms of availability of international cinema um so especially at like the palace cinemas um which are in pretty much all the main capital cities um and a few other places too um they always have a great selection of um international movies playing um and yeah, just just in general, I think it's much easier to to watch content from other places these days. And we've spoken about TV and film on this podcast before. So for anybody who is a long time listener, you probably remember our um our sort of annual um TV and movie chat that we've we've had in the past. Um, so yeah, streaming and stuff obviously makes that really um much simpler these days than it used to be um but yeah in particular I do like going to the movies still like I love I love sitting in the cinema and being not distracted by anything else while I enjoy sitting in a comfy seat and seeing a big screen and having lovely like surround sound with a choc top I was just gonna say do you get a choc top yes vanilla (laughs) or a glass of wine (laughs) or a different flavor oh it depends. It depends on the on the evening or the morning or the daytime, I suppose. Yeah, we sometimes we, we often see movies in the morning. I know that sounds really weird and um, probably makes me sound like a much older person than I am. Um, but I'm just saying going to the movies in the morning sometimes is a great way to start the day. <laughs> <laughs> just think about it. The movie is done and then you come outside and you're like, oh, I've got the whole day left. Yes. I'm just saying. 
Yes, I hear you. I think it could be good. Mm. Well, I can't wait. I want to talk about movies. So is there somewhere you want to start, Beck? Is there, has there a standout for you in the last little while that you're busting to tell us all about? Well, I, ooh, I think the, the last film that I saw that I really, that I really enjoyed um, was part of the German film festival that was running again at Palace Cinemas um, kind of nationally in Australia. Um, and it was an, a, f- a film called The Fox in English, Der Fuchs in German. Um, and it was actually in, so it was in German, but I would say it was predominantly in Austrian German, which I had not really heard before, um, at least not in something as long as a film. Um, and I didn't realize how different it would sound. Um, and like from a language lover's point of view, I suppose I was really interested by that when I started watching the film and I was sitting in the cinema and I went to go and see it with a friend. Um, and I was immediately kind of like my ears sort of pricked up and I was like, Ooh, what's going on? Sounds a bit different. Like I was sort of just expecting German. Um, but it was a so it's a story about a uh, a young man who it's set during the Second World War, um, and he there's a whole backstory to his his life. He's grown up very very poor, um, and anyway, when he is a little bit older, he's probably like I guess maybe like in his early twenties or something, and he joins the army and goes off to war. Um, and anyway, while he is in the army, he finds this like baby fox that its um its mother has has died, and he like it. I think it, he finds it like in a trap. The mother is has like been caught in a trap, and and the poor baby fox is like <laughs> on its own and not knowing what to do. And it's tiny. And it's very cute. Um, anyway, he kind of takes in this little fox cub, and it's sort of this way that he. I guess shows something, some some love and some affection. It, it, I, I don't want to tell any more of the story because that's just, I suppose that's kind of the premise. Um, but it's this, it was a very, I thought a really compelling story, um, quite beautiful really, um, and just particularly interesting because it was very much in um, sort of this, yeah, it was in Austrian, German, most of it, um, and of course with some bits in kind of like standard um, Hochdeutsch, uh, you know, standard German, German, um, as well for all of the times where it is set um, during the war. Wow. Mm. Okay. Interesting. That was a lovely, it was a lovely film. I, I didn't expect just how, like, I would walk out of that film and be like, ah, that was, it was so interesting for lots of different reasons. Um, But yeah, I think I only saw that probably back in May. Okay, cool. Well, we're definitely going to put a list of these films Mm. in the show notes, aren't we, so that people can um, track down the titles and potentially find out where they can watch them or even stream them potentially. Yes, yeah. Some of these are probably um, maybe a little bit fresh to be streamed just yet, but I'm sure that um, over the next little while they will become available um, somewhere. Have there been any other German standouts for you? Um, yes. So there was, um, saw, actually I saw four films in that festival. Oh, <laughs> um, good yeah, I know, like I said, we go to the movies a lot. Like I, yes. I would say like, I, well, I can't, girl. 
um yeah so anyway that yeah so lots of movies in that festival in particular um another film that I really liked in that festival but which for, for very different reasons um was a film called The Teacher's Lounge or Das Lehrerzimmer um in German um it was less of an like less of an enjoy well no that's not the right way to describe it it was an enjoyable film because it was good um the film itself though made me very stressed (laughs) so it's about a a young teacher who um is like teaching so yeah she's a teacher in Germany she's very she's young and quite idealistic like you can tell she's like she's fresh um she's got good ideas she's enthusiastic about her classes um you know like all young teachers I'm sure aspire to be when they come out of they come out of their studies and they're ready to take it on and they want to teach some kids some stuff (laughs) um and she is like kind of relatively new at a school um, and it seems like sort of a a middle school I would say to like high school Um, and uh, she quite quickly encounters a range of challenges um, in her teaching life um, from the kids that she is teaching um, and sort of class behaviour to the relationships with other teachers um, and kind of, I guess, their work environment, um, as well as parents and um, the challenges that you face with that relationship as well. So all things that I think probably most of us can um, identify with, perhaps remember from school, if you're a teacher, you probably identify with this particularly, Um, but, or if you're a parent and you have children who are at school, then I'm sure you probably understand that too. But um, it just is told from, yeah, her her perspective. Um, And we see this situation, which starts out really hopeful, um, get increasingly more and more complex um and not for she's she is trying so hard to do all the right things um so you really feel for her but you certainly feel her kind of anxiety and the pressure on her as a young teacher and no giveaways but is there a happy ending um I do not want to I don't want to give anything away (laughs) I would hate to ruin the film um but I would suggest um seeing it if that is you know especially if you are maybe a teacher or maybe aspire to be a teacher one day or if you have any friends or family who are teachers um and certainly as people who have all been students um I think it's a really um it was a really interesting film that um showed a side of you know I think a lot of people have quite a um, idealistic view of school and what or what teaching could be like I know as somebody who has lots of teachers in my life um, you know we sort of joke about how teachers always get lots of holidays ha 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 um, but of course um, teachers work very hard <laughs> and they um, come into contact with some very challenging situations sometimes and this um, this film did a great job of showing you know, probably a situation that maybe gets a bit out of control um, and how quickly it can get out of control as well. Okay, The Teacher's Lounge. Mm, that the teacher's very lounge. interesting, Beck. Yeah, yeah. So that was um, that was a good one. Um, and then maybe to round out the German films yes. <laughs> that I've seen Do recently. <laughs> so I've noticed that there's a real um, fascination with uh, Empress Elizabeth of Austria um in kind of popular media um both 
in television. Um, I don't know if anybody has seen the series CC, but um, there are a couple of seasons of that now and that's relatively new. Um, but also I've seen two films this year that also deal with this, you know, historical uh, figure. Um, so, yes, Empress Elizabeth of Austria, but she was called CC or known as CC. Um so the first film that I saw, and this wasn't part of the German Film Festival, this was just earlier in the year, was a film called Corsage. Um, if anybody knows Vicky Creeps, she uh, she played uh, Empress um, Cici in that film. Um, and uh, that was actually, it was really good. Um, it was quite a, almost like a, like a fictional, I guess, retelling of um, a particular part of her life. Um, like, I don't, I don't know how much of it was really based on <laughs> really based on truth, but I suppose that these days, like there are lots of almost like revisionist kind of looks at sometimes historical figures. Um, so it's like it's like a year in her life, um, probably sometime I guess in the late eighteen hundreds. Um, and Princess Elizabeth of Austria, at least as I understand, um, was really like idolized for her beauty. Um, but I think she was also very concerned with maintaining that and also maintaining her kind of her youth um, and she's trying to maintain this public image. So anyway, um, that film Corsage was was about her um, and it was really, really well done. Um, what period of her life did it kind of focus on? Um, I think it was when she was like about to turn 40. Or she's like just turning 40. So it's like kind of at this moment where I guess she's starting to feel like she's maybe no longer as young as she was. (laughs) Well, and of course it's not old at all, but like the, she obviously feels that way. Um, So yeah, so that was, that was a great film Um, that was released. uh, Well, in Australia, it was released earlier in 2023, but um, I'm sure it probably came out in 2022 elsewhere. Um, and then there was another film about, uh, again, or sort of inspired and about um, Empress Sissi um, that did screen as part of the German Film Festival here. Um, and that was called Sissi und Ich, or Sissi and I. Um, and it was kind of about Empress Sissi and one of her, um, I want to say like a lady in waiting, um, if there's a better term for that, um, who's like a countess. And um, their sort of relationship that they have together that is both very close and also kind of turbulent at the same time. Um, but yeah, there seems to be this real fascination with her as a as a figure. Yeah. Um, Do you I think, think there's she's... quite a lot of myth and stuff about and legend about her mm. and what she was like and um, her personality and perhaps that she was someone quite like very much like kind of like an, a, a celebrity. You know, like she had obviously like this very public um, place, um, but also like really maybe really craved privacy. I, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not an expert on this. That's just the vibe I get from from all of these films and um, TV shows that seem to focus on her and her story, um, or at least what people are now potentially reimagining her story yeah. to have been. Um, but yeah, so t- two in two in one year. Yeah, very interesting. The and person. there does seem hmm. to be like sissy everywhere you look and it's not a new thing either is it like they've been making stuff about her and her life yeah that's that's right for a while (laughs) yeah yeah I feel like there's a very old movie uh 
don't know, I'll find it later. We'll pop yeah. it in the show notes. But um, I know there was some quite, I think, a quite famous old movie about her as well that was also called Sissy. Yes, because I think mm. my, my sister-in-law said that was that was better than the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I think the TV show, if, yeah, if anyone wants to watch it, I'm pretty sure that is available on SBS On Demand in Australia um, for free. Very cool. Mm. Um, anything else on the German track before we switch tracks? Ooh, uh, no, I think that's probably that's probably about it on the German track for this year at least. Um, but, yeah, certainly not the extent of the, um, the many films I seem to have already spent my time watching this year. <laughs> no, it's great. And it's all about language, Beck. It's not about watching films. I it's, know. You know. Well, this is the thing and it's actually part of what I love about watching movies is that, like, a film can take you away to somewhere else for an hour and a half or two hours. It just, like, transports you to somebody else's life and someone else's experience and kind of gives you that experience for you to to feel. And And a great movie, that's exactly what it does. It makes you feel like you're in the situation of the story and, I don't know, I'm a real crier in movies (laughs) I will absolutely break down in tears if I find it sad or emotional in some way I'll just be sitting there like wiping my eyes trying to keep it together and not trying to you know my face all messed up um but I I love when I have a really when a, a film makes me feel that kind of that kind of emotion and then afterwards you walk out and you're like, oh, actually, this is like, it's fine. That wasn't, that wasn't my life. But it makes you understand perhaps how somebody else can feel. Um, a really, really good movie will, will do that. Right <laughs> and there. obviously a really nice way to enjoy other languages too because oh, it's yes. so real. It's such a real, like, condensed way of hearing conversation and hearing natural-sounding um, natural sounding interaction and dialogue mm-hmm. in another language, even if it's not one that you that you speak or that you even understand, um, the ability to kind of hear that different rhythm, I think, is is really really nice in a movie as well. Yep, for sure. Mm. Do you have anything else to share with us on this episode? Um, yeah, so lots. What have I? What else have I watched recently? So earlier in the year, we also had a French film festival that's been running for a long time um, in Australia in partnership with the um, the Alliance Française. Um, during that festival, which usually runs in kind of March, um, so a couple of films. Then um, the one that I enjoyed probably the most um, in that festival is a film called November, Novembre in French. Um, And it was kind of a, say more like an action sort of thriller um, than I would usually um, expect at a festival like that. Um, But it was about, um, so the like anti-terrorism services um, who responded to the attacks in Paris that happened in 2015. I don't know if you remember um, Dude, that it was happening. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was. It was simultaneous terrifying. attacks too, wasn't it? Like concerts yeah. and yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, November, this film is about um, kind of the five days. Um, after the attacks happened and their um their like hunt for the the suspects um so yeah very very much a sort of 
a like a thriller I would say um but something that I liked about it was that it wasn't too I don't think it like was too overly dramatic actually I think it did a fairly good job of just showing how like tense the situation was um and yeah it had Jean Dujardin in it it was um quite quite well done like a you know not if you're looking for a comedy but it was um (laughs) it was certainly a yeah a a great film and also really like um kind of interesting to see a little bit more about that situation which I I very much remember being reported on in the news at the time um but of course when you're you know when you're just watching these things from afar um internationally you kind of get a you know just a section of the um the the situation Mm. I think that something that's very um you know, it was a very anxious um, and concerning time in um, in France, but particularly in Paris. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend that one. And I think that one is probably, ooh, I think that'll probably come out on general release in Australia if it hasn't already. Okay. Awesome. Hmm. Um, but otherwise, I'm sure it will be available at some time. And potentially if you live outside of Australia, then maybe there might be somewhere else for you to stream it at this point in time. But, yeah, um, a good film. I did see another French film at that festival, um, which a lot of people who I knew really liked it, but I really didn't, <laughs> just personally. But, you know, this happens sometimes. Um, it was called Mascarade. Um, and, yeah, it was a drama. Uh, I don't have that much to say about it because it wasn't my favourite film that I've seen in the last in the last 12 months. But, you know, it was there. Full stop. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Masquerade, zero out of ten from Beck. <laughs> I don't know if it was zero. Just um, I was. It was just one of those films that like sometimes it's really surprising when when you see something, and of course everyone has different tastes. Like it doesn't matter what language it's in, what the film is about. Sometimes it just you just it just doesn't settle with you, or for some reason it just feels like there's something a little bit off. And other people think it's incredible. Um, it happens all the time with, you know, you hear reviews about Oscar winning films and people say, oh, mm. best and film I've ever seen. And then you watch and it and you're kind of yeah. like, oh, I don't really get it. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I felt about that film. Fair enough. <laughs> and you can't have all winners. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't have everything. No, you can't. You can't have it all. You can't have it all. Um, have there been any other awesome films that you want to share with us in this episode? Um. So I actually saw a couple in last year, so in 2022, um, that were some great Danish films, actually. Um, Those who have been listening for Language Chats for a while will know that I have been learning um, Danish for a couple of years. Um, so I do like to get my get my teeth into a into some Danish content. Um, you know, for listening practice. Um, but yeah, they there's a Scandinavian film festival um, here also run by Palace Cinemas. Um, and last year uh, they had a film which I think might have been the opening night film, if my memory serves me right. But um, it was called Margreta. Um, or well, I think the English the English like title was Margreta, Queen of the North, um, and it was about uh, Queen Margreta, who is like a historical figure in Scandinavia. Um, it turns out she was she was Danish, and she, I think she is kind of responsible for like uniting a lot of Scandinavia at a particular time. But it was like, if you like Game of Thrones, like if that is your kind of jam, um, this was the kind of movie that you will love. It was it was very Game of Thrones-like 
that sort of um, almost like medieval but like quite lavish um, family feuds um, and, yeah, kings and queens and, and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I don't know if there were actually any beheadings in that film. <laughs> but, yeah, you're kind of on the right track. I mean, that that kind of vibe. Um, but, yeah, that, that, was, that was really good actually, a very enjoyable film. Um, another good Danish movie that I saw last year um, was called A Taste of Hunger. Um, and speaking of Game of Thrones, that actually had um, an actor in it who um, was in Game of Thrones and his name was, oh, Nikolai Costa-Valdo, or I feel like I've probably butchered that pronunciation, but um, he was Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones for those out there who have watched it. Um, anyway, he is Chesa, he's Danish. Um, and he <laughs> um, was in this film called Taste of Hunger in Danish, Smeen Aesult. Um, and it was about a couple who basically sacrifice everything um, to try and get a Michelin star for their restaurant. So they are both like hospitality professionals. Um, I think the, the husband is a chef and the the wife is uh, sort of a restauranteur, but they, they are restauranteurs together. Um, and they have a couple of kids and they're like living in Copenhagen and they, they open this restaurant and they want it to be, they want it to get a Michelin star and they will mm, do just about anything intense. to try and make sure that they can, they can get that Michelin star. So yes, very intense. Um, but yeah, a good film. Um, and yeah, a bit of fun and also some good Danish listening practice, yes. you know, for people like me. who. <laughs> and <Danish>. some good <laughs> food to look at. Yes, exactly. And some great okay. food to look at. If you sort of love a bit of like food porn, um, this is that kind of, that kind of movie. Um, so I'm sure that's probably available to stream somewhere that is great at this point in time yeah this there are really a few good. a few good ones and they were just the danish ones there were lots of other the scandinavian film festival here has um films from all across scandinavia there was actually one film that i saw in that festival too called the woodcutter story if anybody has heard of that it's in finnish i can only describe it as a cohen brothers fever dream that is sort of what it felt like um <laughs> Just, I, I'm. I, it's one of those movies that I walked out and I was like, I'm not even sure that I know what just happened, <laughs> but I feel like I might have been asleep. And like, did I drink too much coffee before I went to bed? Like that, that kind of movie. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> sort of random. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, that. that's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just it was like part Fargo part like a part dream like a part dream slash nightmare like I, I don't know something something weird and in between but you know there you go this is this is <laughs> this is all these different kinds of movies are for for all That's types right. and all tastes something for everyone something for everyone <laughs> exactly no judgment here judgment free zone <laughs> <laughs> Actually, speaking of films from last year, I feel like I do have to mention this because it was such a good movie. Um, I did see a French film last year, and this was in the 2022 French Film Festival, um, but I think came out on like full release later in the year in Australia. And that was a movie called Full Time or A Planton, um in French. Um, now, that was an excellent film. It was about a woman who is a single mother 
And it kind of tracks like maybe like not even a very long period in her life. I want to say it's like only really a couple of days. I think the whole the whole like timeline of the film. But she is somebody who is overqualified for her job. She's like working in a hotel, um, but she's got like a master's in something. Like she's 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 qualified and should have probably a more um, a more involved job than she does. But through circumstance. Um, with having like being a single mother and and trying to manage looking after her children and having other people help her look after her children um she is in this situation and she's trying to get herself into a different job and you follow her across this very kind of frantic couple of days where she's trying to get a trying to like attend an interview for a new job um while also trying to like do her current work and also trying to get her kids looked after um and also trying to do everything else in her life and oh, I'm just frantic tired is, listening I know. to this right now. <laughs> it was it was the kind of film that made you made you tired as you watched it not you know obviously not physically tired but you felt her you felt her fatigue mm. and you also felt her anxiety um like her stress as she's trying to just keep all of the balls in the air at once um I thought it was like a great film kind of that quite accurately depicted what modern life can be like for many people especially working parents um and I came to the end of it feeling both like kind of stressed for her and with her um but then also just being like shocked at how how normal it felt like how completely normal the entire situation could be um, and that there were many people that I could know or, you know, people that I know would know um, that would be in a really similar situation. So, um, yeah, would really recommend that full time. Full time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I feel like there's already been a lot of movies in the mix. There's more if you need. <laughs> but, but I think that might be that might be all the time we've got. <laughs> You're just like a, I don't know, a never-ending, you know, <laughs> pot of gold. I love it. Oh, oh, this is this is what I spend lots of my spare time doing, I guess. <laughs> you're so good at recounting the films and remembering and the synopsis and the actors and everything. Very impressive. Well, again, I feel like this is like sometimes really good movies will, you know, if they're, if they're memorable – um it's it's for a reason um but yeah like I said I think we're we're pretty fortunate these days to be able to see cinema from from around the world um and even better when we can see it at the movies too because it is it is a bit of a special experience even though we can of course now watch movies from home as well very true oh well that was amazing and I think Beck I'm right in saying that we'd love to hear from you guys listening about films that you've seen recently in other languages particularly um yes. that have struck a chord with you that you have enjoyed and would love to tell us about we always love hearing from you yes um, absolutely please share with us your recommendations because <laughs> I always love hearing other people's recommendations too because I feel like Beck I doesn't have a longer list <laughs> enough as it is <laughs> <laughs> no I just keep adding to my list I'm always watching uh, 
Well, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Language Chats. It's been lovely to have you listening along with us. Um, Of course, if you have loved this episode and you know someone who might also love it, please feel free to share the episode with them. Um, And if you get a chance, we also muchly appreciate any reviews or ratings you might have time to give our podcast as well. That's right. And if you would also like to join in the conversation with our community, you can join our Facebook group. It's Language Lovers AU Community. Um, That's where we hang out sometimes. Um, Also, you can follow us on Instagram. We're at languagelovers.au. Or if you want to find out just a bit more about us or check out our previous episodes um, of uh, Language Chats, there are another 90 of them. Um, You know, if you just are looking for something else to do, (laughs) it's your time, I guess. You can just tune into all the old episodes. Um, Then you can go to our website it's um, languagelovers.com.au thanks again we'll catch you in another fortnight see you next time